Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Getting to Know You. I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Michelle Ramin. She's a pediatric dermatologist at uh, Alberta Children's Hospital and clinical associate professor. She is currently chairing PEDRA's meetings committee. She serves on PEDRA's scientific advisory committee and our EDI committee and has been involved in many studies and most recently was part of the team that developed our newest focus study group, Drugs and Bugs. Thank you so much for being with me, Dr. Ramin. Thanks so much for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. So why don't you get us started by telling us about your background and how you came to pediatric dermatology? People always uh, seem to have a really good story about how they ended up in pediatric dermatology. And my story is probably not quite as exciting. Uh, I was, I did my training in Toronto and Ottawa in Canada. And when I was getting into my more senior years of residency, I realized that I really wanted to be in an academic position. I wanted to be someone who taught residents and stayed in the hospital and got to see like the really cool cases. And I knew that I liked solving problems. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to be hospital based. And at the time there was no pediatric dermatologist in Ottawa. And so I, I had kind of thought, well, maybe I'll do medical derm. And then I was talking to the division head about, uh, job opportunities. And he said, well, maybe you should think about pediatrics. And the really funny thing is that the, my program director, uh, like the program director from Toronto even my first or second year of residency had had suggested that I might want to do pediatrics. And I, it was not something that had ever really been, I guess, something that I, uh, I guess that I thought about actively. It was, it was just something that kind of happened. And then I did, I did a few electives in pediatrics and I realized I did really like it. And it was going to be an opportunity. It was going to be a real opportunity for me to be in the hospital and do what I love so I took it and I, yeah, I, I can't say I have any regrets. I think we have the most interesting patients, the best cases. Um, and I love going to work every day. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful to the, that there was a, a clinical need for a hospital-based pediatric dermatologist in Ottawa around circa 2013-14. So I hear this almost all the time from our people, and I think it's it's why people go into research and, and academic medicine um, is your drive to solve problems and figure things out. So talk to us a little bit about that. Have you always been that way, wanting to solve puzzles or like how, what sparked that in you? That's a good question. I, I think most people, I think you're right. It's probably thematic in our pediatric dermatology population, uh, dermatologist population, I should say. Um, but I, I really think it was something, it was, it was residency and really g- gaining a, a thorough knowledge base, I guess, and, and an expertise and fellowship that made me feel like I might actually be able to solve the problems because I think before I, I might've like, I might've like conceived of solving problems, but not thought that it was possible. But then as a fellow and starting to be a junior staff, uh, when you have the patient in front of you, there's no choice, but to solve the problem. And then you realize that you actually have all of these resources and tools. And um, if you have the kind of, 
if you have the right mindset, I think you can you can kind of tackle many different many different problems from with a strategic approach and come out with a good solution for the patient. And it's that is probably the most satisfying part of it. So that's sort of a nice segue into uh, drugs and bugs. I want to talk about how that group came into being. Can you tell us more about it? I guess it really it really all started with like the first couple of Pedra conferences that I came to. Um, I was interested in in uh, SJS and TEN, Stephen Johnson syndrome and TEN, toxic epidermal necrolysis in children. And I think uh, there were other people who were interested a, a little bit as well, but I had proposed a couple, I proposed a couple of projects. Um, the amazing thing about PEDRA is that you get into this forum where people who wrote the textbooks, like people who are legends in pediatric dermatology are sitting in the room with you and they're like, yes, that's, that's actually a really good idea. And we should do that. And then we should make it better. Like we should, we should take that idea. We should make it better. And so it kind of started with that. I got, I, I did get um, a PEDRA grant uh, to work on pediatric SJS and TEN. And that kind of evolved over time um, into, a, I guess, really a cohesive group of uh, younger, or I guess you would call us uh, mid-career investigators who are quite interested in predominantly the infectious triggered cases. And so we were finding that it was a hard, we were in a we were kind of a, a disease state that didn't fit in well with the other groups. We were housed under connective tissue disease for a long time, but it made it a bit complicated because some people who were interested in in RIME or reactive infectious mucocutaneous eruption um, in our kind of study group were split into different areas. As you know, with the conference focus study group, coordination is uh, very complicated. So we thought having a really focused focus study group that um, allowed that would give us the opportunity to discuss ideas, coordinate what we're doing, um, and really like develop also, I think also develop a network with other groups that might be working on the same things, like, for example, the SPD um, inpatient group, and then the Society of Derm Hospitalist group, I think are also working in similar areas, maybe more in adult, but there's obviously some overlap with SPD in the pediatric population. So just giving us kind of a core group that can reach out network and really um, hopefully enrich and optimize the amount of progress that we can make in this area. Yeah. So, but it was definitely, it was not on me. I think I mentioned this in our, in our pre-talk uh, that I, I can't definitely can't take credit for it. There's a lot of people who've been involved kind of since the beginning, including um, Yasmin Kerkorian from uh, Children's National and Manelli Liu and Irene Lara Corrales, Yvonne Chu. So many, many people have been kind of instrumentally involved in establishing this group. Um, I just filled out the paperwork. I really love that, um, you know, bringing in more focused study groups is such a, a great example of what Pedra does so well in that we we can identify a need and then really rise to meeting that need very quickly. And, you know, as you said, you were kind of part of connective tissue, but it just didn't quite fit properly. And so there was this idea of creating your own group. And then here we are with that group. And, and now you all, as you say, are able to network and really um, dive in on those specific 
things that you want to study and treat. Uh, So one thing you did mention, you talked about these groups getting together at our annual conference each year. So talk to us about the conference. It's coming up quickly in just a month now, which is hard to believe. Um, By the time this airs, it'll just be a couple of weeks away. So uh, tell everybody what to expect at the meeting this year. Yes. So, so I can't, I won't give away any spoilers, but it is going to be a really, it will be a really amazing meeting. And I think especially, okay, I think this year we really thought our target audience was, is, is really every pediatric dermatologist who is, who is teaching, who's doing research, who's kind of invested in advancing pediatric dermatology, because there's just so much there's so much going on in the world right now. And, and there are so many external forces and people are, people are, I think, understandably a little bit burnt out. Um, So we are really hoping with this conference, which we've, which is our kind of tagline is reimagining community to re-inspire that sense of kind of purpose and meaning and connection that I think enables us to you know, put in those extra hours beyond our clinical work or, or figure out, figure out a way to make research work in our lives. Um, but I think ultimately it's, it's because you have that sense of purpose that you, you actually really want to do it because if you didn't, you, it would be much easier not to. We have really great, we have really great speakers this year. Um, great things for, I think, uh, like a kind of a holistic approach to research. So we have Melissa Marshall, who was um, was amazing and has been at our meeting in the past, who's going to talk about introducing ourselves to our community. So she really does a lot about communication and presentations and her talks in the past have, I think they really revolutionized the Pedro meeting the last time that they came, like people completely changed their slide sets. And we had these really impactful, meaningful presentations. Um, we also have two people who, two quite prolific people who are going to talk about meaning and purpose. Um, one in a more kind of didactic and strategic ways, and that's uh, Vic Strecker from the University of Michigan. And he has written a lot about uh, finding purpose in life and how this can help you to kind of focus in on what you really want to do and eliminate the noise. Um, and the other person who will be speaking to us, actually our keynote speaker is David Fagenbaum, who people might already know about because he's He's famous. He's in the news um, a lot. And he's uh, he he has done amazing work with Passelman Disease Collaborative Network. But um, he actually, like not to give the whole story away, but had Castleman disease himself and figured out um, through thinking about mechanisms of disease, he found his own cure. So he will talk to us about kind of what, what drives inquiry and how you can use either personal or um, I guess like more like of a collective drive mm-hmm. to really sustain your work and sustain your purpose. Because at the time that he found his cure, he was, he was an ICU. Like he was in, he was in the final stages of uh, Castleman's disease and had a very poor prognosis. So I think his story will be really inspiring for people too. And it, not say, we, we don't mean to suggest that people need to have some kind of, you know, life or death experience to find purpose in their lives, but I hope that uh, the meeting will be really inspiring and help people to really reconnect with their inner drive and their inner passion so that they can feel really good about everything that they're doing. Um, This year we have grant writing, the clinical tools, clinical trials toolbox, 
and um, addressing health disparities through research, which is kind of an EDI focused workshop. So I think lots of good opportunities. The only thing is there's there's three streams for scale building workshops. So you can only be in one at a time. So you have to choose the only ick about how great our scale building workshops are. I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's going to be just so great to see everybody in person again, like yes. number one. And, and I think this idea of reimagining community in a time where we all feel stretched thin is, is going to be really valuable and will fill us up again and give us some energy to get back out there. Yeah, that's true. I guess I overemphasize the actual program of the meeting, but I think one of the truly like the truly valuable things about these about meeting people again in person is that is that connection mm-hmm. um and that there's there is something different about being together there's this kind of like i don't know it's like a magic energy of being at the pedra meeting mm-hmm. where you leave feeling like you can do anything um and then you have to write it all down so that you have specific <laughs> yeah. goals that can be carried out over time and not in the 24 to 48 hours after you leave the Peter meeting. Yes. But exactly. it's uh, yeah, it's just always such a great um I don't know, it's a great it's a great way to refresh the energy and really re-energize yourself about about I mean for myself anyways, I can't speak for other people, but I've always found it a, a really great way to get my projects jump started again. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the last thing to highlight about the meeting, which I have not done yet, because <laughs> because there's there's just too many good things. That's the problem. I can't oh, fit it all goodness. into one big long running sentence. But there's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot there's going to be a lot of um, I guess a lot of networking with NIH or a lot of integrated work with NIH. So we have um, one of our plenary sessions is with the NIH and kind of describes I think intramural and extramural research. And then we will also have that Lindsay Criswell from NIAMS, who will be coming for our special breakfast on Saturday morning. So I think we'll have, it will be, there will, there will be that kind of traditional, in, I guess, like informational didactic component to PEDRA in the plenary sessions, but also I think a softer element that we've taken before with this focus on kind of a personal growth approach to redefining what, what drives us and what brings us to be in PEDRA, I think. So as we come to a close, uh, what advice do you would you share with younger investigators or trainees or people who maybe haven't found Petra yet? Um, well, I hope everyone finds Petra because um, in some ways, well, in some ways, I feel like I am a I'm a mini Petra miracle. Um, I came from so I I trained in a Canadian program. I didn't know any of the residents or staff. Like I don't know any dermatologists from the U.S. Um, I came to the first Pedro meeting and I, I didn't know anyone. And I walked up to a poster about juvenile dermatomyositis and I met Yvonne Chu. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of worked together on a, um, a project that didn't ultimately go the direction we thought it would, but um, it kind of, that, that gave, that was, Yvonne was probably my, like my first connection in Pedra. And then I, uh, I think I came, as I mentioned earlier, I came and I proposed a project the next year at Pedra and people, people bought in to my idea. And I, and I also got financial support from Pedra and SPD to do research. And I think if I, if you'd asked me the first time I came to Pedra, when I was, you know, standing at the back of the room, looking at where I was going to sit and thinking that I know no one, that someday I would be and they would be helping to chair a meeting and that I would know so many people in Pedra and that I would have an opportunity to lead a focus study group like that. 
to me really just shows you that anything is po- anything is possible in Petra and that this is just one of the most amazing communities that I have ever been part of because really people people treat you with value mm-hmm. at kind of all the time and I think that is I think that is what's really unique about about Pedra. Like I remember, I remember at some time having a, at some point I was having drink, I had a drink with, you know, Alona Frieden and Larry Eichenfeld and they were so nice. They were chatting to me about my project and it, it was, it's just this sharing of sharing of knowledge, sharing of experience and a willingness to support young people mm-hmm. who may not have um, like as many, all the credentials behind them or have gone to like a really I guess a really renowned pediatric dermatology pro- training program. I still had all this. I feel, I feel that I was still given all the same opportunities as everyone else. And so I think it's that, that culture of giving everyone a chance that's really special about Pedra. And that's why I hope that every trainee takes full advantage of the opportunity to be a Pedra member for, I think for free trainees are free. And then it's a reduced price for the first couple of years. And that other people take, an, take the opportunity to try and solve problems with Petra support, because you'd be really surprised at what you can do. I absolutely love that, Dr. Ramin, the statement that everybody in Pedra treats you as though you have value. And I, I, that resonates so dramatically with me too. I feel that way all the time in the work I do and the interactions I have. And I just feel so fortunate to be a part of this community and that in my small little way and and I'm so thankful for all of the hard work that all of you are doing and, you know, really, really achieving our mission. It's not just a mission statement. There are people actually behind that mission statement who are making it happen. It's yeah. I, I don't have very much to add to that, but I, I think the, the, yeah, it's just, it's a feeling that most people who are in Petra, I think share I agree. this like sense of. I don't know. It kind of feels like it's in some ways, it kind of feels like home mm-hmm. when you're doing research. Like these are your people, even though you might be like me, like in a, in a place where there's nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's the other thing about COVID is that we're all just much more connected now with technology, mm-hmm. but then these meetings are an opportunity to get together and see everyone in person and yeah. And just really be like, be around people who think the same way you do have the same kind of purpose and mm-hmm. I guess the same, same motivations and just to know that people will, will understand. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Ramin. It has been lovely getting to know you. Thanks so much for having me again. Bye. A very special thank you to Dr. Michelle Ramin for being here. Be sure to hop on over to www.pdresearch.org to register for our annual conference, November 3rd through 5th. And for other PEDRA activities and interviews, be sure to follow us on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at Peter Research, Facebook also at Peter Research, and our YouTube channel, the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance. Thanks so much for watching. Tune in next month.